Well, here it comes. Oh, my goodness. Kick and chase by Mullen. Kick and chase again by Mullen. It's a miracle. Oh, yeah. What about that one? Stello. Unbelievable. Aguero. Oh, oh, close. He's got it. He's got it. Here's Aloisi for a place in the World Cup. He's here on the racing and sports punters pod on this Wednesday the 10th of August, where we'll give you a front row seat to the weird, wacky, wild and wonderful world of sports betting. Jimmy Buckley with you again, and there's only three letters that matter today, NRL. In the space of roughly a fortnight, the greatest game of all, the gift that keeps on giving, has produced a refereeing fiasco that almost led to legal action, a now former NRL star in Kevin Proctor, mixing a few ill-informed half-time puffs from an electronic cigarette with his social media account, a rainbow jersey debacle that led to seven manly sea eagles being stood down, and most recently, the almost unprecedented fallout from Ricky Stewart's public comments following Canberra's loss to Penrith at the weekend, after which he used his mandatory coaches' press conference to call Panther Jamin Salmon a weak-gutted dog. Ricky has since been suspended of coaching duties for a week, meaning he can have no part in the build-up to and the playing of Sunday's crunch clash against the St George Illawarra Dragons at Canberra Stadium. It's also left him $25,000 lighter in the wallet and led the Raiders to offering him personal leave, which he declined to discuss this particular matter and how it may affect betting markets going forward for the remainder of the NRL season. I am joined by the peerless Simon Dinopoulos. Welcome, mate. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me back. Good to have you back. First and foremost, what did you make of Ricky's post-match remarks? Yeah, obviously I'm a bit green-eyed in this situation. I didn't think that much of it, to be honest. It sort of really blew up. You know Ricky well. You obviously worked at the Canberra Times, worked with him closely, for him to come out with that outburst, there's obviously something there, isn't there? Oh, 100% there's something there. It's funny you mentioned that you didn't think too much of it. The way that he delivered it, there, there was certainly no change in his body language or or anything. Elliot Whitehead was sat beside him and stony-faced as if it was nothing. So I think it took uh, a little while at least for the comments to kind of reverberate. And then we all took a step back and said, oh, wow, he actually he actually did say that. And that's why I think the word unprecedented is, is almost just about right because how often do you have an NRL coach or a coach in almost any sport really, certainly in Australia, how often do you have a coach personally call out a player with what can only really be described, I think, as a very, very strong insult. I mean, there's not too many more things that you'd probably prefer to be called than that. No, and the beauty of it is it can be printed in the newspaper. Yeah. So it's not, not a swear word, obviously. And you know exactly what it means. It's not good. For me, for Ricky to have that outburst, obviously there's something that's 
happened in the background. I think people that know Ricky well and his family well, they'll it's pretty easy to join the dots and what has likely been said or what has happened back in the day. He obviously won't come out and say that. He said what he needed to say. I think for him to say that, Salmon knows why. He knows what he did. And for you to be called that, I'll put it to you this way. If someone called you that, you'd have to know why they did because it's not something you would just say about someone. Like there's a reason behind it. So he knows what the reason is. Ricky's come out and said it. You're not going to say he is, but there's obviously something in the past that would lead Ricky to say that. So, you know, he knows what he did. He knows what he said. And for me, play on. It's interesting, irrespective of the incident in the past, which has obviously caused Ricky years of, of personal turmoil. Yeah. And as you say, he's a very passionate man. He's a, he's a very strong family man. If we can just take a quick look at the incident that occurred on Saturday night and you talk about dog acts in rugby league, kicking a bloke in the groin and then kicking out at him again in the face would have to be almost at the top of that pile, right? Oh, you just never do it. It's interesting how this has played out because all the heat's on Ricky. Yeah. And in a way, now I know Salmon's family has come out and defended him. As they would. As they would. However, I think the act itself that happened on Saturday night has almost faded into the background because so much of this 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 torch has been shone on Ricky's comments. I think we have a real problem in rugby league of not calling out the jerks in the game. Mm. There's a better word but we can't use it on the podcast, obviously. But rugby league seems to be full of such characters. And I had no issue with one of them being called out. Mm. It, it, like Ricky's reputation's on the line there. Yeah. You know, he's a, been a long-standing coach in the game. All his, you know, you can lose a locker room for such comments if they're not justified to him or to the players. So I think for Ricky to do that, it sort of highlights, obviously, what has happened back in the past. And, you know, calling him out, I've got no issue with it. If he is, he is. Ricky wouldn't say it if he didn't have a really strong case about it, right? And to do what he did on the field there, I mean, you just never do it. How many times has that happened in a game that you've seen that? So it obviously triggered Ricky. I don't think what he was referring to was to do with what happened on the game. That just triggered it. But I've got no issue with it. I think people should be called out more often than they are. Imagine a world where the coach wasn't afraid to say what he thought at a press conference. You'd actually want to tune in. Absolutely you would. Wouldn't that just be marvellous? In any event, uh, it's certainly left the Raiders' season balancing very, very precariously. Uh, Just outside the top eight at the moment, they have plenty of work to do. Having a look at the ladder with four rounds remaining, Canberra currently sit ninth on 22 competition points behind the eighth-placed Roosters who have a far superior for and against. So Canberra's effectively two games out of that top eight right now. Granted, they've got a reasonable run home. However, they're paying $3.50 at this point to make the eight. You'd almost have to think they need to win their last four, at the very least win three and hope some results go their way. And it all starts this weekend against the Dragons at home who will be no easy beat. I think it's fair to say they've stood up against some pretty handy opposition in recent weeks. Simon, can the Raiders still sneak into the eight somehow? I don't think so. I think if you're keen on backing the Raiders to make the eight, you might as well just back them all up each week. That'll net you a better return than than taking the 350, I would imagine. Or another way you could potentially do it is 
one of the two teams that they would hopefully replace in the eight, which would be the Roosters, currently paying about $6 to miss the top eight, or the Broncos, who are paying $10 to miss the top eight. After a pretty ordinary run of recent form, I mean, I'd be probably more inclined to think that the Broncos would fall out backwards than the Roosters. Trent Robinson's side is playing some pretty good footy at the moment, and they have that for and against buffer, which is going to potentially hold them in good stead. So that might be another way to do it, perhaps. Well, I think if looking at the finals, if you're playing either the Broncos or the Roosters, you want to play the Broncos. Oh, yeah. Like, Roosters' team is still unreal. Really, when you look at their spine, Joey Manu, Tedesco, you got Luke Keary, who now looks to be back. He had a really good game last week. And the Broncos, when you actually break it down player for player, well, they're not that scary at all, really. Well, they overachieved, really, the first probably mm. two-thirds of this season. Well, they shouldn't have beat us up there at Suncorp that day. Oh, God, it's painful. <laughs> Been some painful days at Suncorp this year, hasn't there? Mm, so yeah. just... just Quickly then, so the Raiders go Dragons at home, Knights away, Manly at home, Tigers away, all winnable. Yeah. But very much all there to be stuffed up at some point as well, which, <laughs> which we, we all know Canberra are <laughs> capable of. The hardest part is we're going to have to go to Leichhardt last game of the season against the Tigers at home and have to try and win. I've already got my tickets. I'm looking forward to it. Ah, well played. Yeah, got to get in early for that game. That'll be a sellout for absolute sure. None better than Leichhardt Oval for a game of footy. Not far from uh, where you grew up, Simo. Yeah, around the corner, especially yeah. uh, Father's Day as well. So that's a two-in-one. That's some fantastic. Keep the old man happy. Some fantastic planning there for the Donopolis household. Yeah, looking forward to the old man uh, kicking stones all the way home as well when we get beat. <laughs> <laughs> Roosters go Cowboys at home, Tigers at home, Storm away, South at home. That's a hard run. That's a tricky run. That's a very, very tricky run, but... They are capable, I would have thought, on recent form. And then Brisbane. So three of their last four are at Suncorp. The Knights at home, the Storm at home, the Eels at home, and then the Dragons away. So two of four. You'd think two of four, and that'll be enough for them to get in. So for the Broncos to miss, they're going to probably need to lose their last three, and Canberra's going to need to get on their bike. Dragons away last round, that's an interesting one. Mm. You know, I mean... I reckon the last round games are always interesting because... For teams that can't play finals footy, it's their last game of footy for a long time, obviously, I really feel you need to win it in the first half because they'll be up for it. And then if you get in front of them, they sort of will, they'll throw in the towel. But if they're in for it early, it's not an easy win. And I think if, well, if, if it does come down to the last round, the Raiders needing to beat the Tigers at Leichhardt. On a Sunday Arvo. On a Sunday Arvo. Rugby league. And I can tell you the, the Anthony Griffin coached Dragons will be well and truly up for the Broncos if it meant knocking them out of the finals. So perhaps there is a little bit to play at here. And, yeah, maybe the best way to play all of that is just have a little something on Brisbane to miss the 8 at $10. That'll give you plenty to cheer home in the last four weeks. Now, Simon, we have the Racing and Sports NRL ratings here. Fresh off the printer. Now, what are they saying about this weekend's fixtures? So we're working on – we've got two rating systems. I'm sure everyone's familiar with ELO. And then we're working on a player rating system as well. And just want to highlight when we do get different answers to the same thing. Both are obviously very much to do with results. They're results-based with little twists here and there. But the two big swings in terms of difference this week is both models actually have the Warriors favourite to beat the Bulldogs, which would fly in the face of most, I'd imagine. I think the current market, Bulldogs are $1.60, 
Warriors at 235, where we have Warriors favourite. The model has thrown up Parramatta favourite against the Rabbitohs, which again goes against the market, but the player ratings that we're doing has South favourite. And the interesting one is Elo has the Raiders heavy favourite to beat the Dragons, but on player ratings, we actually have the Dragons favourite. So that's probably the value. I think the player ratings are a little better than Elo. My lean would be towards the player ratings. They just have a better look and feel to them. The problem with Elo is if you have players out, that's where it's not twitchy enough because obviously it's all team rating, whereas player ratings, for instance, the reason why Rabbitohs we have them favourite is Mitch Moses is out, which is a huge... He's one of the most influential players in the game in terms of for your team. That's one thing with player ratings. You've got to look at not who's the best player in the game, but who is the most important player for their respective team. And Mitch Moses is definitely that for Parramatta. So that's the big out for them, and hence why the player ratings have South's favourite, which is what the market is. So that will be the lean. In terms of ELO ranking teams, Penrith still on top, obviously. Melbourne second, Rabbitohs third, Cowboys fourth. We have Roosters as the fifth best team. Then Cronulla, Parramatta, Broncos, then Raiders. So that's a little different to what we see with, I guess, the premiership market. Most would be putting a pen through Melbourne. How are you seeing them? Um, no, I haven't done that just yet at all. They've had to almost grind their way back into a bit of winning form, which they've just about managed to do, I think. Certainly some key outs between now until the end of the season, but I think you'd be mad to write them off. Mm. You know, that there's plenty to play out here. You know that Melbourne are going to step up in the finals. You know it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, Bellamy's had to navigate a very tricky period for probably more than two months now. I suspect the Melbourne Storm have maybe poked their head through the other side of that and they can buckle down now in the last four weeks of the season and, and try and build something towards the finals. I don't think they can win the competition, but I can very much see them getting through to a prelim final. Those ratings are, are interesting. Penrith, no-brainer on top, that's fine. But but South Sydney up to third, that's probably the team I'd want to avoid. If I was any of these other top eight teams and I landed on the field with South Sydney, I'd probably be a little bit concerned. Look, the Cowboys have had a great year. The Sharks have had a great year. I reckon they'll fizzle. They've got fizzle written all over them. I would have thought, I mean, previous experience, recent finals experience does play a lot in these instances. I mean, the Roosters, they're they're peaking at the right time as well. Mm. Uh, You certainly wouldn't want to run into them and Parramatta and Brisbane. I mean... They're gone. Brisbane, like I said, I think... They've risen too quickly, and Parramatta is Parramatta. So, if they play Penrith, anything's possible. <laughs> it's their only way through. I look at it when you play finals footy; it's obviously very different to the regular season. It's a lot tighter, so you need game breakers. Melbourne's is Munster. South have Latrell. Roosters have Tedesco. But then the other teams you mentioned, Parramatta. I don't think they have one. Penrith are a good team. I wouldn't call Nathan Cleary a game breaker, though. He's not going to make a break and he'll steer the ship. I think Nathan Cleary is a very good front runner, but we've seen in big games, he's not that good at coming from behind. He's not going to blow a game open like Joey used to, but they clearly have the best team across the park. But I reckon if you can get in front of Penrith, they are beatable. I mean, we got beat at Origin, which was Penrith, essentially. (laughs) That was their best players. Mm. The Roosters, as you're saying, just coming warm at the right time of year, you won't want to play them. And the big plus, I think, for the Rabbitohs is Cody Walker is still pretty ice cold. He hasn't really hit form yet. 
Latrell is unreal and seems off the field really happy at the moment, putting a lot of stuff out on social media. He's in a really good frame of mind and that's scary for every other team because on his day, he's the best player in the comp for sure and a game breaker and he's doing it with Cody Walker being cold. If he gets hot, I'm with you. I think South is certainly one of the teams and I, I mean, to be honest, I hate Penrith so I'm really hoping they flame up. <laughs> yeah, so South Sydney... Uh, currently $13 to win the comp with sports bet. If I was going to be investing on that market, that's where the value is for me. Oh, 100%. So who, Penrith favourite? Penrith are $2 sec- favourite. Who's second pick, third pick? Cronulla and North Queensland, both $8. And then the Melbourne oh. Storm, $9 <laughs> in that market. I think I'll be staggered if Cowboys or Cronulla can do it. I think Cronulla are still a season away, as are the Cowboys. The thing is, Cowboys have been so successful this year, they've built their team around defence. But when it comes to finals footy, you need to be able to score tries. And as good as Chad Townsend has been this year. Premiership winning halfback Chad Townsend. One of the few left in the game. There's not many premiership winning halfbacks. Everyone forgets that. They copped a battering for signing Chad Townsend, but they're laughing now. But I don't think the Cowboys have that game breaker. They're a solid team. They'll be hard to beat. But I don't think... You're not scared of anyone from the Cowboys. Whereas if you line up against Latrell Mitchell, you're worried. Roosters have it. South have it, Melbourne have it with Munster, and Penrith have it pretty much across the park. But, yeah, I would, in my opinion, I would have South second pick at this stage. All right, so just to summarise then, Simon, for, for this weekend, we're pretty keen on probably the New Zealand Warriors are the one at $2.45. Yeah, that would be at home against a very similar rated team in terms of play ratings. So they're a like for like for us, and Elo has them like for like as well. Yeah, okay. So we take the value there, $2.45. Maybe have a little go at South Sydney, 13 bucks to win the Premiership. I suspect that'll be as long as will be available between now and the end of the season. Yeah. And uh, like we said earlier, maybe a, a little play at the Broncos to miss the top eight. They're paying $10. That's where the value is in that market. Otherwise, Simon, can, can the mighty green machine beat St. George on the weekend, do you think? I hope so. <laughs> that wasn't exactly oozing with confidence, that uh, no. remark. Jeez, we were bad last week. That was depressing. It was a horrible day on the punt, and then to sit through that was uh, painful. I'll tell you what, it's not a nice feeling when you're going into the weekend and your value bet is the Warriors. No, nah, we'll put the faith in the numbers. It's true. <laughs> the numbers could well and truly be wrong, but, yeah, they're the value, and, yeah, I'll be back in South all the way home. All right, Simon, thank you very much for joining us again. We'll speak to you soon once more, and until then, happy punting.